All right. Welcome to the continuing adventures of Dune Dudes, colon, God Emperor of Dune Dudes. We're your dudes talking about Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I don't, uh, we, 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 uh, we don't have a lot left. No, we, we are very, very close. Uh, terrifyingly close, in fact. Yeah. Um, I feel like looking at it, I always like to kind of estimate how many more weeks I think are left. And I think what's going to happen is we definitely have at least one section of five left. And then there's going to be another section of five. And I feel like you're going to be like, we should just read all of it, but we're not going to, we're not going to. Nope. I'm the host. We're not going to, it's going to be three episodes left. That's fine. I, I won last time. I, I I won the fight last time. This time, if it comes to it, I will concede, be the bigger man about it, and let you have your way. <laughs> Instead of just did you enduring you being a you know crybaby about it? Uh, okay. For the entire episode afterwards, it just I think it's much easier did, for uh, everybody mm. this way. Did you get your way last time? I kind of thought we. Um... Oh, did I? I think I, I did. I kind of thought we still... I think I did. Um, wait. I think I did. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I did. If, I don't know if uh, Baby got his baba last time. I mean, well then, if if not, then it is my turn to win. There's no turns. No, that's how we do it. No, there's no turns. No, that's not how we do it. There's a there's a precedent is how it's done. Hmm. I don't and know. And what I that. think should happen. No, because the thing is, Connor, just listen to me. We already take two hours talking about five chapters as it is, you know? And and a lot of these chapters aren't even very long. So I think if if it comes down to needing to talk about even more than five chapters, that's gonna be a lot. And we're and yes. then you have to consider we're it's going to be the last episode. We're probably going to want to break down like our final thoughts. That's you know, true. What we think about the book as a whole. So that's why I think it's important for us I, to. I understand your your thoughts there, but also I, yeah, I but also I, I kind maybe, of maybe want his Baba right. I I like the last episode being like an epic. You know, it could be an epic supersized episode, you know, if, if we have more to cover. I don't want it to be a puny little, oh, this one's only an hour because we covered it will, it will, two it will chapters. Never be, and... It will never be puny. Oh, we don't know that. Because we, we, can, we can talk about Dune for as many hours as we want, clearly. So. It's that That is true. We should try and go for, we, we should try and reach some goal, like six hours or something. Yeah. For the finale it, I mean, of Dune we, Dudes. If we had like a Patreon. For the uh, last episode of Dune Dudes. Yeah, maybe. Oh, Maybe. should we make a Patreon of Dune for for Dune Dudes? If 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 we had something like that, if if we were like getting money and and, and people wanted to hear yeah. us talk about like a stretch goal, we could talk about Dune for six hours. Like we could we can we meet could that, do that. But we could do that. I, I I think there's not only is there no demand for that. I think there would actually be demand for us not to do it. Um, by by you. Well, by our girlfriends. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. So we we'd have to, you know, kick them out of the house. 
<laughs> only, only Dune dudes allowed. Yeah, I guess Tony is a Dune dude though, because she's red Dune. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, but not the same way. I, I don't think she's happy about being a Dune dude. Okay, honestly, I, I think yeah. she kind of regrets it. <laughs> that's, that's I understand, understood. So, hmm. Anyways. Um, I'm drinking a Sam Adams Alpine. Oh lager. wow! What uh, yeah. possessed you to, to 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 get into Sam Adams? I don't. I'm not getting into it. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just drinking it. I mean, okay, you're not. Into I just it. said. I, I just just because like every time you you have like a new thing you're drinking, you go through like a phase. It's like a fad to you. You're like, oh, today I'm drinking. I'm I'm having a I'm on my Bud Light kick this week or you know yeah I'm I'm having a a, a Kirkland's hard seltzer or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck like okay sometimes I just drink things all right it's not like the way that you do things hmm. all right so well, we, we, have, mean, that, like, we but, have that we have that why did you why did you buy it though like that's the question well okay so I was at um stop and shop mm-hmm. stopping and shopping as I yes. do and. Uh, the one by me, their beer selection's not very good. Okay. Usually I'd get, like, a, a Yingling, like, a you know, just a regular, but, I don't know, I wanted, like, a variety pack, and this seemed like the best one to, uh, you know, best, best bang for my buck. Yeah, okay. And I think, I think it's pretty good, I mean, I've been enjoying it. I wouldn't say I'm into it. I'm not like, oh, yeah, this is, like... It's not I, gonna become I, I, a new I, I thing. I think it's... No, yeah, I think it's good, but it's not a thing. Okay. It's not a thing. It's just, I just enjoy it as for what it is. Hey, well, that's good for you. I I, I don't know if, if there has to be a distinction between your, you know, being into it or just enjoying it. I think they're no, no, the well, same. Mm, no, I, I mean, I, I think there's an important distinction there. That'd be like saying like, oh, I'm really like, I, I really like Dune or I'm like really into Dune. I mean, there's a, there's a difference. That's all I'm saying. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a difference, right? Yeah. Would you say there's a, a difference? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. So same with Sam Adams. Okay. All right. There we go. Just a weird thing <laughs> to get defensive about. I don't. All right. I get it, you know. You, you don't really like the whole baby one is Baba thing I did before and you're kind of coming at me. You don't really like that I did that. Well, no, I don't I think that's fine. I think that was in retaliation to me saying you whined about, you know, it was it was, you know, you Yeah. I mean, if anything I, I, I get where it was I, I get where it came from. Okay. So I don't we're, regret we're, we're, I don't regret saying what I said because it is I, it wasn't either. Me neither. Yeah, <laughs> That's same. Fine. That's fine. Same. Yeah, every every uh, every word out, out of uh, out of my mouth has has been in search of that wordless truth. Wow. Mm. Is that a line from Dune? I it's uh, it is referencing God Emperor of Dune. Yeah, yeah. The wordless saying. truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the very thing that we should be talking about right now yeah 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 do you want to do that um yeah do you sure. want to talk do you want to talk about dune 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can do it. There there he is. He's got a smile on his face. We can do it. Look at him. I'm into it. I am into it. I am into you're, it. You're into it, right? Yeah. yeah, not just not just something on like the the periphery of your no, room no, that, no, no, that no, you no, you no, can no. kind of take it or leave it. No, 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 it's no, something no, that you you are invested in 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 pursuing and and yes. knowing more about something that you've kind of taken on to be a part of your like media identity. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for the last year, it's been my entire personality. Yeah, it's. Uh, to the point where it literally is almost all we talk about. Yes. Is I the, mean, we, we have had majority. We, if, if we were to like graph out in terms of, uh, you know, the, the time, the amount of, of conversations we've had, yes. um, there is no contest that we have talked about more about Dune than anything oh, else yeah. between Eas- the two of us. Easily, easily. Yeah, Which, no, it's... you know, sometimes it feels like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, you know, I mean, for like... better or for worse, you know, it's um, a lot of people would say definitely for worse, you know. Yeah, some some people would say for worse. Some people would say that. Uh, not me, though. No, not, no, no. Not we, me, not now. We're we're perfectly uh, content to live within our own delusion. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 nothing wrong, you know, when the world is uh as it is. I think it's perfectly healthy and normal to live in a, a, a world of fiction with your with your best friend, you know? It's perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's get to uh jumping back into that world and, and breaking it down. Are you ready to uh to sing? I I got both my doors closed. I have complete privacy. Uh I'm ready. Okay. And a three, and a two, and a one, two, three. Wait, 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 wait. I what the fuck? Dude? I was literally about to go into um the Children of Dune, uh, song we 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 uh, did for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why. Okay. okay. One, two, three, four. God, God Emperor, Emperor of Dune, worm man of love, stand beside, stand beside him, him and guide, and guide him, him through the golden, through the golden path, path he's, he's, chosen, he's chosen, through the crowd the crowd is back, for a thousand years of lead peace, lead his peace. One, day one day they'll miss more dip. dip, God, God Emperor of the, the worm, worm man, man we, we love. Oh man, hits you hard. It really does. Yeah, can't believe it. Only three more episodes of that. Yeah, I mean, or two. Probably. Only, I, only three more episodes. Like it, of that. It's hard to believe. I feel like it's it's likely you're going to be two. It's going to be like it's hard. Two it's hard. It's hard to believe that it's almost definitely going to be three episodes left of that weird yes but maybe maybe even two we'll talk about it but probably not yeah yeah uh it's really likely that it won't be anyways let's see let's see um where we last uh left off duncan was like oh well 
I'm going back to the Citadel. Maybe I'll check in on Wienery. Yes. And Leto's like, wow, fuck you. Duncan. Don't do that. that that's you that's uh simultaneous fucking baby and old man. Yes, he did say that. Similar to what we were saying about each other earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I I do call you old because you are yep. older than me, and you are also yep. you. I do act like a baby, so it's just kind of as <laughs> funny the similarities there between yep. you and Duncan. Leto's like, oh. uh Baby want his hui hui, you know? <laughs> oh, <God>. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's what he's ba- saying. Baby baby do, by the way. We'll baby get to that. do. Baby really we'll, we'll, do. We'll get, we'll get to that, but baby do. Yes. Yes. We we ain't talking about uh Scooby Doo's ch- ch- child <laughs> baby do. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Oh god, we are we're, now. We're, we're talking about, you know, we'll get to it. Scrooby do. <laughs> so we're talking about. <laughs> Rutro Rito. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So, anyways, here where we're here's where we uh, are picking up. Leto is talking with Monio, and he's like, Duncan disobeyed me. That's how it starts. Actually, I really love the, the opening line of this chapter. It says, Leto addressed Monio in the coldest voice he had ever used. The Duncan disobeys me. <laughs> uh... And hmm. we're not at uh he just knows that that this Duncan is kind of starting to unravel, you know. Yeah, yep. Um and I think either fears for, you know, what is to happen or and I mean now that I think about it, maybe already knows as well it's possible yeah um well yeah because we is, don't he is prescient right i mean we don't really get a lot of time devoted to like focusing on leto's prescience um we're not even really given like a clear picture if he kind of like regularly has prescient visions or like how much he chooses to yeah i mean out. Uh, that's exactly it it's like uh I, I i think we are led to believe that he he blocks out literally as much as he can yeah um so it seems here sorry i'm gonna oh just scoot up a little okay so yeah but um essentially saying like i told him to stay away from we you know and it's not really working out right now. And, you know, you kind of need to do something about it. And the whole time, um, Monio is scared of the worm. This is going yes. to come back to in one of the later chapters. But um, 
Monio is very fearful of the worm coming out in these situations. Um, for his own life, of course. Um, but I don't know. I I wonder, like, is it more than that? Like, I, I think we get some insight on that a little bit later, too. Um, but, like, I don't know. I'll get back to that. But, like, this whole thing of, like, Monio's fear about, uh, like, regarding the worm, I think is really focused on in this section of chapters, too. And it kind of got me thinking a little bit more about that as well. And I think I'll try and bring that up to you a bit more yeah. uh, in, I don't know, like the third or fourth chapter, I think it is. Um, so, oh, right. And I guess the big thing, there can't be a, uh, there's not going to be a replacement ready in a adequate amount of time. Yes. At first, That's, at first it's said to be one year. Yeah. And, later, right. I think it's, later I think revised, it's even said. Later revised to two years. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I think part of that, I, I kind of take part of that too, is maybe even the Tleilaxu trying to, um, get like some sort of a revenge on Leto or, yeah. you know, just to, to irk and bother him where they can. I, I, I think, mean, like, yeah, I, I think that makes sense given the, uh, the, the recent history. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess what's. What we're also kind of like waiting on, and what this kind of makes me think of, it's like okay, so Leto, it feels like the the breakdown is this: like Leto, obviously wants to keep Hui all to himself, um, and knows that having Duncan around, especially a Duncan at this stage, in in kind of uh, uh, beginning the sense the sense. The, Sin, the since since syndrome syndrome thank yes. you that's the word um you know like he he understands what the consequences of that can be and so his first thought is like oh well you know i kind of just want to kill him right yeah like we yeah. need to get rid of this one but there's not going to be a replacement and and we've talked about like Like, I guess Duncan's hellish, like, eternal servitude to the Atreides and to to Toledo. But this also got me thinking, like, why is Duncan so necessary? Like, truly, you know? And I'm kind of caught in between this thought of either, um, however however Leto has, like, foreseen the golden path, uh progressing successfully like it could be like when paul had visions or whatever and it's like it's not like he necessarily knew what he needed to do in order to continue down the vision path but he knew what was a part of the vision yeah he yep he knows the the aspects involved right so i feel like it's either when leto has had these prescient visions like in whatever the success one is Duncan must be a part of it, right? So he's yeah. like, so I need to have a Duncan or else I don't get the success vision. 
I don't know, but I, I think it's a little more than that too, because we also later get Duncan questioning all the fish speakers, and they're like, "We need to have this shit stop." You know, yeah. like I think Duncan's involvement is deeper. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's but we don't. I don't know. Yeah. What I do mean, you What do you think? I think that is likely. Um, there, there's really not a lot of evidence towards that, but it does sound like something that would be true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like otherwise, like, why not? Like, does it would it really matter to Leto? Two years we've already discussed. That's nothing. Five hundred years is essentially, you know, yeah. it's like two years without a Duncan. Like, just fucking kill him. Yeah, but clearly it's important. Clearly, yeah. he needs to have this Duncan, right? Yeah, you were right. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there, there could be more to it than than just Lido's weird fetish. <laughs> <sighs> well, anyways, um, what else happens here? I mean, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of Monio's fear, just trying to like kind of get out of this conversation. Um, when he finally does leave and Monio just kind of like hears Leto freaking out behind the door and Monio's like, oh shit, glad that's over. Um, but then he runs into the fish speaker guard just outside and Monio realizes that this fish speaker, um, is, has also been like stirred up like Duncan's actions are kind of affecting everything, you know? Mm. Um, and so the fish speaker is like, why is God angry? Did you do it? This and that, you know? And Monio is able to kind of like get out of that too. Like he just wants a fucking break. Yeah. But it ends. Monio thinks to himself, that stupid Duncan, he puts us all in peril. Queen Uri, what's to be done about her? And so it just seems like um, the relationship between Hui and Duncan is getting so out of hand in affecting the God Emperor that yeah. it just affects everything in like this domino effect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it it creates uh, tidal waves, ripples into tidal so. waves. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think this chapter does a good job of setting up a lot of things that we're going to be discussing as we go through the next four. Um, and I like it for that, but I don't know if I have as much to pick apart uh, right away. Is there anything you want to mention about it? Um, How do you feel? Let me take a quick, quick look and see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it is kind of weird because, because yeah, Monio kind of is, is uh on your side a little bit with getting rid of the Duncan. Um, yeah. But yeah, Leto does seem to be fixated on keeping him around just in, you know, at least until they can make a, a duplicate. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously we, uh, we, we do see at the end too about, um, you know, Monio thinking that the fish speakers are now kind of out of control too. Mm-hmm. Because kind of, um, I guess the subtle implication that that he was the reason for uh, Leto's bad mood. 
Um, but so he had to, you know, explain himself at the end there. Yeah, and, I think uh, all I think all the fish speakers are kind of shaken up. I that's kind of touched on when when Leto announces his betrothal to yeah. Hui because the fish speakers saw themselves as like all the brides of Leto. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And now there is a bride, and there's kind of like this military wide like envy about them yeah too mm-hmm. yeah i mean like, you know, i think they feel kind of cast aside maybe yeah i think that's probably the case and also you know leto has had apparently you know a good handful of wives with you know in his life but yeah but you know d- these fish speakers you got to think have we're, we're not around for for those days right yeah i think they said uh it's been like two thousand years or something. So he been had a while. Yes, <laughs> right. Still don't know who did that song. One of the one of those bands. Yeah. You know the ones. Yeah. Um. Right. And but uh, Ganim is the first, right? Which is still yes. an interesting fact of Leto's past, and something that um. Monio brings up in this chapter in like a weird desperation too. Like he he's talking about like the differences between Hui and Ganima. And he's like, oh well, you know, Ganima was never your uh never your mate. Yep. Um And I'm not really sure where does that go? Uh Oh right, and so Manio and so Manio saying he's like, "Oh, is there something you haven't told me? Could you and Queen Ari mate?" Um, and Leto kind of just dismisses it. He says, yeah. "Don't question me about the possibilities." Yeah. But I, I think at that point, I mean, Monio's not even really trying to have a conversation with him. He's almost just trying to keep him like focused on on something else. I guess. Yeah. So it's. Uh, probably not even that important, but um, but yeah, I do wonder what like the other brides of Lita would have been like after Ganima, because we obviously know what the Ganima situation yeah. was, having read Children of Dune. But it, it does sound like there were more afterwards at some point too. It does, yeah, and 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 I always kind of like have have wondered if if he ever. Um... You know, got back in touch with Sabiha. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how that would have worked out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a thing because like, like like where I think like you know if if he didn't choose the golden path and uh, become what he became, you know that that could have been you know his his soulmate, right? Yeah, I mean, she's the the one who got away from him. Yeah. Except, you know, he turned into a worm. True. So it, it's a little different, I guess. A little bit. It's like that. It be like that sometimes. She Sometimes it really do be. She, she's the one who, who Scooby saw... Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> sometimes it really do be. For real. For, for Dooby-Doo. Were you um, going to say something? Just as she's the one who saw, who first saw him as, uh, you know, covered in, uh, 
right. in Sand Trout. Yes. Yep. Yeah, which is still a very amusing chapter. He just does like forty backflips and he's like, yeah. "Hey, look what I could do!" And <laughs> just yep. like commands a worm. Yeah, you know he's he's not having as much fun these days, unfortunately. No, no, he's not, is he? Um, although he does he does get to have some fun in these chapters as well. So yeah, we'll get to that yeah, too. That's cool. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah, I think the, the first chapter has some good setup in it, um, but not much that I really need to focus in on further. So I'm, I'm good to keep going if you are. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so our second chapter here, um, yeah, it is, uh, it actually does go into the Siona chapter, I forgot about that. Huh. Okay, cool. So this is uh, Leto out in the, the Sarir, the, the last desert by his little citadel. Um, he is preparing to meet Siona. Yes, at long last. Yeah. Yeah, for the first time since uh, her childhood. It, and, and actually... This is another really cool first line in terms of, like, thinking about implications. It's not just since her childhood. It says, Leo prepared with patient care for his first private meeting with Siona since her childhood banishment to the oh, fish speaker yes. schools. Yep. So, I don't know. It feels like any, like, piece of information having to do with Siona is like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't really know how much this like offers or or illuminates any further, but she was banished. So yeah. we kind of get this idea that she was part of the the court royalty, you know, that she would have been at the citadel. Yes. Which makes sense that Lita would have seen her as a child and this and that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um it, it sounds to me like a kind of a scenario where you know, she was being a bad teenager. They they they, they shipped her off to uh, the Fish Speaker Academy. Kind of like you know, if you're 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 a bad boy, they send you to military school. So you're going to military school. You're being bad. Yeah, maybe. Um, it sounds like it happened sooner than that to me. It. I guess it's not clear, but like the le- the memories that Leto has shared with Monia when they were on the, the Royal road to own for the festival. That's when he mentions like, Oh, you know, Siona would look at me and didn't even realize I was like self-aware at that time. And of course he could be thinking of just a much earlier memory, but we don't really get anything from like that point to now, you know? So like it's, you could be right. But the book doesn't really give us enough to be like, oh, that's the picture that we no. should lead to. And I feel like Siona, we don't really get a lot of like her reminiscing about Leto or even realizing if she remembers like knowing him personally necessarily. Um, but it, it feels to me like she doesn't really... Again, it could just be because she hasn't thought about them, but it feels like she doesn't even really recall knowing Leto. And so I kind of got the impression that this was like a young 
younger, like true childhood banishment, yeah. like not even a consequence of what she did, perhaps, but like yeah. part of the golden path. That's or... that's kind of what I'm thinking. That like you know, uh, if if it is true that you know it was a very young banishment, then I feel like it's likely that um, it is because Lido had had realized that early what her role was going to be and you know banished her to help train her for this or or for for some reason in service of uh of her future role but yeah we we don't know um at any rate this is where Lido is kind of enjoying himself. He's he's chosen this meeting place called the Little Citadel, which is apparently just this like impossibly high tower sitting out by its lonesome uh, somewhere in the desert. And Lido's passing the time by worming around in the sands. Yeah, um, th- 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 this is him literally in his just element. He's loving What's life. That? It's yeah. It's him literally in his element. What? It's him literally in his element. Oh yeah, sorry. Your Wi-Fi was just like really shitty for a second. So no, I think that I, was probably yours actually. That. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any reason to suspect that's no. traditionally been your uh, connection. So I've, we'll I've say got, it was yours. No, I've got new Wi-Fi. This is all yours. This is all you. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It's n- neither here nor there, right? Um, <clears throat> just you know, a lot of uh, accusations flying around here. You know, it's like. Uh... <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see Leto, um, kind of like more consciously embrace his worm self. Yeah, I think it makes sense that that he would get this kind of enjoyment out of uh, moving around. I mean, I guess it's it's really the only time he has mobility, and I think really speaks to why the the cart is so necessary. Like, I haven't really brought this up, but like, there's times where I think like, can't he just crawl around? Yeah, like, does he really need this? But I think it's it's kind of like not only is it uncomfortable for him to have his like worm bulk down on any surface that isn't sand, um, but like it, it it probably can't support him the same way either. You know, kind of like if you take a, it's not exact. It wouldn't really be exactly the same. But like if you take a whale, like this giant creature out of the ocean, like it kind of just like deflates like it can't like Mm. because it's like existence is supposed to be submerged in the water like its bulk is constantly supported by the water that's how it evolved like and so similarly like i think leto his body is evolutionarily meant to be supported by the sand and like without that he's just kind of like in this state of discomfort having to to be in this cart to yeah. to carry him around otherwise. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a that's I had not thought about that. Yeah. So 
so this is a, a cool scene, right? To have him get like a very simple pleasure out of yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it just being a worm. It, it it you know recalls you know what we were talking about in in uh, the the first moments of of him becoming um, Sand Trout Man. And, yes, you know, running through the desert. Uh, just, just it's it's kind of just yeah. It's, pure joy he doesn't have to worry about anything else you know he he even says he you know he's he kind of turns off his brain pretending there's there's nothing to worry about right yeah it's like the one time he he kind of like doesn't have to think about the golden path at all yeah he's like you know, monio will truly take care of, this is like my day it's his yeah, one day off exactly. in like i know three thousand years or something yep yep so yeah that's all cool um and doesn't he also say that that he he like limits his time down there because of how happy it makes him like it it you know he like saves it for special occasions he does say that yeah yeah, yeah i think otherwise uh he would i guess it kind of loses right it's uh that like novelty yeah and also it might just be too hard to not do yeah. Kind of in the same way that he, he feels he has to restrain taking like uh, memory vacations. Absolutely. You know, if, if he indulges in these uh these delights that only he can do, you know, he'll never uh might be too tempting to sh- stray from the golden path. Yeah, I think that is the truth. So, you know, only only he can accept that agony as his sister wife would say. <laughs> Yeah, this is the uh, that it's it's his burden. <laughs> um, so Monio and Leto, uh, as as Leto is playing around in the sands, uh, he recalls this conversation he has with Monio. Um, it's a short one, so I'm I'm just gonna read it. Monio says, Lord, there is a terrible violence in her. She has the beginnings of adrenaline addiction, Leto had said. It's cold turkey time. (laughs) (laughs) Cold what, Lord? Yeah, it's an ancient expression. Uh, She must be subjected to complete withdrawal. She must go through a necessity shock. Oh, I see, says Monio. Um, I thought this was like a a kind of a weird... uh, thing to focus on in her character because I think it's another thing that the characters are now addressing that I don't think the book has done a very good job of showing us the reader because I didn't have an impression that she's like an adrenaline junkie I think we're meant to understand why Leto thinks that in retrospect of course because like she's leading this rebellion she goes on all these dangerous missions. Um, but, you know, that's that's in service to, like, her own beliefs and her own morality, you know? Or or at least that's the impression that I got. That That's what I would have said before this, you know? Like, I feel like the book is now trying to tell me, oh, you know, the rebellion, it's actually not that important. 
you know, Siona just, like, needs to get her kicks, man. She just needs a high. This is, like, the ultimate high to go against God, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's that's really why she does it, whether or not she's aware, you know? And I, uh... I don't want to get... I don't know. I just... I feel like it was a, a little trivializing and, um... And, and, you know, quite frankly, kind of just came out of nowhere. Um... I get that it's kind of just this one line, but I do think it it speaks to like bigger things that happen later. You know, when she's we'll get to it, but like when she's brought into the desert, like with the context of this line, it does kind of make me feel like it's almost like this weird uh, intervention. You know, she's like cut off from the rest of society in uh-huh. order to, to isolate her. She's, she's now it's cold Turkey time for her. Yeah. You know, like, and, uh, I just, I thought it was a strange idea to bring into the story this far into it. So, yeah, it is. I mean, this, this story has not, you know, done the traditional form of, you know, character building and, character progression um so yeah i mean we we would not know at this point if if the adrenaline junkie tag fits or not what it made what it made me kind of bummed out about is like i i would have loved to have more chapters of uh, you know that that were similar to her and the gang running from the 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 wolves in the forbidden forest you know I, I'd, i'd like to see more of those like um adventures with with the rebellion you know and 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 get kind of uh in tune with the inner workings of that group and their personalities and um yeah i mean in we we, we've touched on this last time too but there's there's so many stories within this story that would have been great to tell and it's disappointing that we don't get those um and and yeah then to then to throw something like this you know uh towards the end of the book is kind of like a head scratcher because yeah because you know you you would think that we would have been told all of uh siona's you know um main personality traits by this point but uh no that's not the case this this is a different sort of book um but it's not like we've we've spent enough like we have not spent enough time with her to to know that either so it's it's like I I I don't know. I I'm 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 wary to call it a critique of of this book. I just think it's a it is a different way of setting it up that maybe you know. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I just I think that just pointing out that we haven't spent enough time with her, you know, for my copy nearly 300 pages in to this book that Yeah. You know, we, we can't, we, you know, we can't even, we probably don't even have a hundred pages left or something or, Mm. uh, you know, I think that in and of itself is a kind of fall. It doesn't mean that, I don't think it's even necessarily like that we need more time with Siona. Like, yeah, I, we've also talked about how I would have liked that, you know, because she kind of gets brought in and then we go through like this, like 10, 15 chapter stretch where it feels like she's gone. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's just that the time within the book itself isn't used as uh, wisely as it could be sometimes when it comes to, like, revealing things about these characters, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah. Um, so it's not always just that it needs more of something. It could just be that if it were done a little bit differently, it would have sure. like a big, big effect on the rest of the book. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's what's weird. You know, that's the thing. In the past, we've praised Herbert about this a lot, too, that he can do so much with so little, you know, that even if we don't see certain characters for very long, like you can or even if he doesn't like fully explain a technology or, or so many things like he intentionally leaves actually very large gaps in a lot of things. But it always feels like very deliberate and. I'm sure here it's just as deliberate, but I don't think it's as effective in in all cases. And so it's frustrating when you come up against that, I think. Uh, yeah. But at any rate, that that's all I want to It is frustrating. Discuss. I, yeah, I mean, um, I just think uh, this, this just is a very different kind of book or a story, if you even want to call it a story. Um, so yeah, I I I don't know. I I I think it's for for me it's like I I kind of knew coming into it that it, it it was going to be very different and it and it is, you know. Um for for better or for worse, but uh but yeah, if if like you're looking for a a story with good pacing and characters and and progression and all that, then th- this is not what you should read you know um well let's 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 keep going and get to them actually meeting instead of talking about the stuff that happens before i just do want to let you know connor we are live streaming now so so just with your shirt just just wanted to give you a warning people can see you uh shirtless you don't mean that i do yeah go to twitch.tv slash oh you don't mean that you don't mean that you would have said something it's not even really off all the way. I just kind it's, of it's like cat. It's well, I don't yeah, know, I don't I know just, why. I don't know what you're doing, but I was well, I was overheating. But I don't yeah. want to. If I were to take it off completely, I'd have to take off my headphones and I want to. Yeah, it's so. just gonna leave it on like partially. It's just like kind of like draped around my neck. Yeah, but that's about it. I I when, when, I have got, when we take our break, I'll take it off. I okay. I've got a meme to show you. Really? I'm gonna, I'm gonna text it right to now? you. Yeah, I'm going to text it to you right now and and live on the podcast. I I want you to interpret it for me, okay? Are you sent have you sent it? I'm I'm sending it right now. So it's not sent. Sent right now. We just sent it. Let me know. Hmm. Let me know oh, what you here think. We go. Let me know what you think. You can describe it to. Him. <laughs> Why did you um why did you send this to me? I just wanted to get your your uh, your your thoughts. So on is that. the way that I'm wearing my shirt remind you reminded you of this? Yes. I um. <laughs> I think the the it's, listeners it's a, would. It's, it's would, a yeah. it's a picture. It's a picture of a woman. Uh, she's wearing a sweater, and her her sweater's pulled up. It it uh, reveals her breasts. She's covering her nipples, um, but in between her breasts, there's just a hot dog. The hot dog is labeled Paul, <laughs> and the woman is labeled Chani. 
There's a hand in there that says Stilgar, probably. <laughs> just just a hand. There's a bottle of Jose Cuervo that's labeled the water of life. And then there's a sandwich that's just called Sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't think this meme really communicates anything about Dune though. No. Honestly. Okay. It's I feel like it's just a bunch of words just like slapped on a on a picture yeah but it's not it's not like it's like oh this makes me think of that one part of dune it's just like okay i don't really know what this is trying to say other than kind of being like uh like incoherent to people outside of dune and i guess incoherent to people who are into dune but maybe not as into memes i mean i understand it completely please uh break it down for me Okay, well, Paul is the hot dog. Yeah, no, I understand that. Okay. Why is that significant? What's going on here? Chani is the woman. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying I described all that. Stilgar, so you you... Stilgar is the hand that that's you know holding yeah. the the, the yep. shirt up. Yeah, I said all that. Um, the Jose Servo is the water of life. I said that. Therefore, I think this is a it's it's a spice orgy. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It's a little bit of a spice orgy there. Yeah. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's uh it is what it is. <laughs> it's not there for you to like. It just, you know, so, sometimes you you uh sometimes you know, you you see things in this life that you don't, that you don't like and you just got to got to do <sighs> with them, you know. You're not really live streaming this, right? I am, yeah, yeah. Connor, just shoot straight with me. You're not really, right? No, of course not. I don't like it when you say it like that. Just tell <laughs> me. Mean? Just tell me. Just tell me. Are not. you? Are you or not? No, of course not. Of course not. Because I mean, my shirt is kind of. I'm not live streaming, okay? But okay. your shirt's been okay. off on the internet before. Come on, don't be a weirdo. <laughs> true. Come on. <sighs> All right. Um, anyways, so let, let's let's actually talk about Siona. So yes, yes, yes. Um. So Monio like drops her off. Um, feel like that was probably an awkward ornithopter ride. Um. Which I, I felt almost a little robbed that we didn't get any interaction between Monio and Siona. Yeah. As of yet. Um, it just goes straight to, uh, Lido and Siona. And there is kind of like, I, I, I think they kind of like offhandedly, like one of them is, is thinking about, uh, I don't know. Like Lido knows that Monio and Siona did have conversations prepping her about Correct. her meeting with Lido, yep. but we don't see those conversations happen. We're just informed that they occurred. So, it, like, it feels we don't get any of, like, the the emotion or, like, any kind of, like, subtleties or intricacies in that conversation. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, Monio and Siona's relationship is probably more interesting than Leto and... Wait, uh, did I say Leto and Siona twice? I meant to say Monio so. and Siona. Monio and Siona's dynamic... 
I think has a lot more potential or or at least is like directly more interesting to me than uh Leto and Siona. Yeah. But that's what it jumps straight to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh anyways. Yeah, I mean like th- this entire book is just like th- there's like all these pockets of very interesting things that have potential between you know different characters and then instead of getting that you just get a lot of leto thinking about or like like thinking about them you know like that's like yeah like when you want like a a scene between monio and siona you get leto thinking about monia monia uh monio and siona when you want uh you know a scene of duncan and you know whatever i mean it's that's just the the, the pattern that, the, that this book is kind of going through it's like it it like kind of goes ham on the the ripping the carpet from underneath you and, and and not getting what you want but it's like too much yeah yeah i mean i i, I only hope that we will get something between I don't know. them i don't know it feels like and even um i mean we're, we are about to talk about it but well, you know what? Okay, before I talk about my feelings about it, let, let's not go too far ahead. Let's talk about what happens in this chapter, and yes. then we can break it down a little bit. So, so Siona's here. She's at the little citadel, and Leto's like, we should go to the balcony and talk. And Siona is understandably wary. Yes, very. Um, she is skeptical. But she, but she goes along with it um, because she is also very curious. She wants to know. Um, she wants to know more about Leto, and I think she wants to know more about herself. She wants to know why there's such an interest in her as well. Yeah. Um. And so. You know, Siona's very direct and to the point. She wants to know why she's here. And Leto, you know, kind of as always gives some cryptic answers. Really, he wants to know if she's ready to be tested, which he says as much at the end of this chapter. Um, But their conversation is... It's interesting... But, okay, the, really, it, 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 it's a lot of Monio talking about himself. Like, Siona is interested in what it's, she's like, I, I have wondered what it's like to be you, you know? Like, do yeah. you eat, uh, I don't know, like, what, like... Um, oh yeah, the whole thing about having human hunger, you know, even now Leto says that he still gets what he calls stomach hunger, Yep. you know, um, but it's another kind of like agony he has to endure. He's constantly hungry because he can't eat human food. Um, you know, he, his body is a literal duality. He really is Leto and Worm fused but like still separated enough that like 
it's just this constant torture that he's internalized and you know gotten used to yeah it's 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 a battle it's you know three thousand years of evolution um it is yeah and siona kind of can't help but feel bad for him even against you know everything that she stands for in spite of her better judgment she uh catches herself feeling bad for leto you know um leto talks a lot about like the oral history too the ways that the oral history is correct um, yeah he pretty much confirms that the oral history is more or less the the true version of right. history right so like yeah everything about ganima um Anything that, like, Siona's heard about, like, her own Atreides ancestry. Um, and then it kind of goes even further, you know, then Siona wants to know why Leto underwent this change in the first place. Um, and she's like, oh, w- was it so you could just, like, live a super long life, you know? Um, and Leto's like, no. It's not. Um, and and even, you know, Siona keeps thinking like, oh, he also had to gave up this terrible thing. And she's like, oh, it was sex, right? Like, you can't fuck anymore. Now your life sucks. And uh, Leto's like, no, it's not something so insignificant. But like, you know, 10 chapters ago, he was thinking like, oh, maybe I can turn back into a human. Fuck we. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly seems so to it's, be it's a little It's a little bit mind. of that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, he, he says it's, it's, it's loneliness. He's, he's no longer a human. Yes. And that, you know, the, right. The alternative was worse. Oh, and, but then, then he implies that Siona could become him at some point. If, if there were enough sand trout around because she is, she is a tradies. Yes, that's right. It's crazy. Yeah, right, right, right. That's that's right. Yeah, the loneliness thing. Yeah, and that that was an interesting thing for him to imply, of course, because we also just learned that um, there's kind of this idea that she's maybe being bred to to rule in his stead. And yeah. so, if like part of his plan would be to not only have her rule but also turn into a worm, you know, that would be fucking nuts. That would be nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's his plan. That's well. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I, sure I don't he has. Think so either. I'm sure he. I'm, I'm sure there are like a, a many possibilities he he can see Siona going towards, but um, yeah. And that would also necessitate him him dying. You know, like yes, to provide the Santrao. I mean, he is eventually going to die in 500 years ish. Yeah. I mean, but like we've been saying too, like if not sooner. I know. Yeah. So, it's that's that's not very clear. Either. But but again, uh, no, I I agree. I don't think that's I don't think that's the plan at all. But it was interesting that he even mentions it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like their conversation kind of goes through all that and more, and at the end of it, Siona says, "You haven't convinced me of anything." And Leto says that was not the purpose of this meeting. You know, it was to see if you ready if you are ready to be tested. Mm-hmm. 
Now, so that's pretty much the, the, the summary of that chapter. Here's what I want to say about it, and then I'll open the floor back up to you and get your thoughts on it. I kind of feel like this meeting between Leto and Siona, especially where it takes place in the book, in, you know, this far in, but with enough left that the consequences of it still matter. You know, this is going to lead into um, the climax or the end game of this story, right? Um, and that so much build buildup has been around these characters that it, it felt very akin to Leto finally meeting the preacher. Yes. But... And this is speaking only for myself, without any of the impact or payoff. Mm -hmm. I thought this was actually a pretty weak chapter. I, I think the discussion is interesting, but it kind of flies in the face of who I thought Siona was as a character. And just as a very short addendum to that, like we've been saying, we don't know that much about Siona. So I could have been bringing things to the table that the book wasn't supplying me, but I had a lot of gaps to fill in, right? What I did know was that at the beginning of this book, after all her friends have been eaten by wolves, you know, she's like, it is I, Siona, whatever, 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 16 names long Atreides, who curses you, Leo? Yes. I will fucking kill you. Yeah. And I think she accepts capture and being brought back into the fold of Leto's court with essentially no resistance to the point where I was like, what the fuck? Like, and I, I don't think it's enough. You know, like, Herbert keeps reminding us, like, oh, you know, she's skeptical or, like, she's resistant or this and that. Like, but even though her attitude is always, like, kind of defiant, she has gone along with literally everything Leto has wanted every step of the way. And it's not like she's been, like, manipulated into doing it. She just, like, does it. From what I can tell, it kind of seems like her dad showed up and she was like, hey, you know, it's been like however long, whatever. And I've been doing this whole rebellion thing. But yeah, I guess if you want me to go with you, like, I'll go like it doesn't even seem like she has a plan where it's like, oh, I'll allow myself to be captured and then I'll kill Leto from the inside or something. It it feels to me like everything that she's done in service to the rebellion is completely brushed aside the moment that Monio and Leto decide, I think it's time for Siona to come back to the Citadel. And yeah. she, she seems to just accept it, not happily, but without any fight. Without any fight. And I thought that was very disappointing. I don't even think that there's really much confrontation in this. That's in this chapter. Where Siona meets, like, her supposed mortal enemy. They pretty much just have, like, a chummy conversation. She's not even really mad. Like, she is. 
But you wouldn't know it from her words. It's just that every now and then Herbert tries to remind you, because he has to. She's not, like, really pleased about this. But she doesn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do know what you mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, what what you were saying is we had a lot of, of blanks to fill in. And uh, based off of that first chapter, really, you know, we would think, oh, maybe she is this kind of warrior with a with a vengeance, you know, um, trying to, you know, do whatever it takes to kill this this tyrant. As we've gone into it, you know, and we we've we've seen more and more. I mean, nothing else she really does in in the book um, speaks to that. Uh, you know, as, as far as we, we are aware of, she is the leader of a, a very small rebel group who is, you know, fucking massively infiltrated by spies from, from Lido's team, you know? Um, and she is ex-royalty, you know, uh, you know, very, very young, kind of inexperienced and naive, maybe. Um, I, 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 I do feel like she is, yeah, more of kind of a a, a rebel cosplayer. And 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 Daddy just brought her home. You know, uh, like enough playing with your friends. It's not time to come home. Yeah. Um. I think that I think that's closer to the truth of Siona. I don't think we're supposed to think otherwise, um, and it's that's disappointing in itself. But I don't think she is the character we thought she was going to be um, from the offset. Um, also, um, was it? Yeah, I mean, also, yeah. What 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 I wanted to say is I did like this interaction. It it. Um, I, I thought they had a, a good conversation, and and yeah, it, it was chummier than maybe we 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 thought it would be. But I think I do think a lot of that is just because we really don't or did not know Siona very well up until like recently. We still really don't. Um, and uh, so yeah, it it was not what we expected. It was certainly not as impactful as the the preacher Lido confrontation. Um, I don't think it was meant to be necessarily. It could have been. If if they want a different direction, but I mean, like I'm I'm not I I wouldn't be a fan of them trying to hit that beat or Herbert trying to hit that beat twice in two books, um. But uh, but no, I I I do I, I do I totally understand what you're saying, and I do feel a lot of the same uh, things about it. Yeah, well, I I think that you're, I think you are uh, pretty spot on too with this feeling that that uh siona's been been playing the part of a rebel without um fully understanding or fully committing to it and right that when monio snaps his fingers and daddy comes home that she kind of you know uh falls in line yep and I, i i think that that is precisely what the book is getting at i think that um leto it might be in the like fifth chapter here um 
maybe something he thinks to himself, or I, I don't know when it comes up exactly, but but Leto does think something to the to the extent of like um you know that the the rebel group is is uh puny yeah but like not yeah. not not just puny it, it wasn't just like oh it's a small group it's like it's so it's not even like meaningless in the eyes of him like it's not even that it's like inconsequential or a threat to his empire it's like it's that it isn't um it isn't run in earnest you know that it's not actually built on a foundation of, uh, you know, beliefs in its moral superiority to, yeah. like, Leto's corrupt empire. It's just that they want to fight against the establishment, you know? Yes, yep. And I, I feel like that, coupled with what we get from Siona here, and what I do think the book is leading us towards, like you said... um. I guess I just felt like it was kind of a disservice in terms of like um, almost to its own plot. I mean, again, we'll see where it goes, but um, to have this like rebel group, you know, fronted by an Atreides against Leto, um, I I thought was like a really good idea. And here the book seems to be trivializing it you know and being like oh well you know exactly you know daddy's little girl was just playing around and you know the rebellion didn't really matter you know it's like leto's always gonna be right he knew best and to to fight against that no you know it it was dumb it was dumb and we're done with it there isn't really a rebellion to worry about anymore and uh now siona's doing this you know yeah and I just, I just feel like she was like brought into step. Um, I don't know. It's in a, almost like a humiliating degree. I'm not really, I'm not really happy with it. I don't think it was done very well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I am just waiting for the the other shoe to drop where. I, I I feel like we've been told from the beginning with with Leto zoning out and daydreaming before Duncan shoots him. I feel like we're gonna get that moment again, but a million times more impactful with with something right under his nose that he he just totally does not see coming uh, because of his his you know hubris or or just boredom or or trying to make life interesting. Um, and I think, I think Siona will play, will play a part in that. Um, I don't know if she necessarily has hidden agendas or, but I, I mean, I think maybe she is being used for one maybe. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities left for this to be, you know, turned into something that I think works. Um, so it is too early to really, like, damn it, uh, but it's not the development I was expecting, and I, I don't think it's done particularly well, and for where I'm at in the story now, not knowing what comes next, um, it, it, 
you know, it feels less like it's building to something that I might like and more like a turn that um, I think was potentially for the worse. Yeah. But at any rate, um, we can move on. I just really had to air my grievances because yeah, I, I just really, I mean, I just really feel like they diminished Siona's character and, you know, I, Herbert does have kind of this track record, I think, of building up some of his female characters to tear them down a little. And um, that was a big gripe that I had with Jessica. And I can only speak for where we are in the book right now. But I think that that is what we are seeing again. And I I guess it is, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about like patterns in Herbert's writing. And I, I, you know, I I think I did bring this up before too, knowing that this was a possibility. But, um, you know, I'm never going to be like thrilled to be reading it so so there it is so i said it i said my piece and we can keep going well yeah but, it's uh, okay i mean it's it's uh it's it's long been been theorized by you that herbert was maybe a little bit of a sexist and i mean this book has ripped the mask right off of him so yeah um but anyways uh yeah let's take a quick five minute or, or less break i gotta go pee and uh get a drink and uh yeah we'll be right back i'm gonna pause it this time and not stop it so we uh so i don't have to do any editing later on cool i i really hope that you hit the right button i'm gonna hit it all right brb all right so um before we um before we jump into the third chapter, I thought the passage to uh, this chapter, this the, the beginning of this third one, was really interesting. I'm just going to read it quickly, if you don't yeah. mind. You know the myth of the Great Spice Horde? Yes, I know about that story, too. A major domo brought it to me one day to amuse me. The story says there is a horde of melange, a gigantic horde, big as a great mountain. The horde is concealed in the depths of a distant planet. It is not Arrakis, that planet. It is not Dune. The spice was hidden there long ago, even before the First Empire and the Spacing Guild. The story says Paul Muad'Dib went there and lives yet beside the horde, kept alive by it, waiting. The Major Domo did not understand why the story disturbed me. Um... I thought this was really cool for uh, a couple reasons, at least. One, I just, I really like, it, it feels like um, the time that Leto relates this ancient, like, fable of the the king who walks through, uh, you know, his people at night, but he wears yes, this, yes. like, illuminated clothes. Yeah. Um, Herbert's really good at writing shit like that. And so, like, I I can imagine within this universe that um, the people, especially the, you know, the downtrodden, the one as as Leto has, like, this galaxy-spanning chokehold on Spice, you know, that that this legend would arise. That that somewhere there's this secret, amazing place full of all the Spice you could ever want. And... It's the father of the galactic tyrant who who waits there, who protects it. Yeah. Um, 
so I, I think it's cool that Paul, even now, uh, 3,500 years, some odd years later, is still uh, mythologized by the people. You know, that, that even Leto has not uh, pushed his influence entirely out of the, like, public consciousness. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So so that's a really cool idea. And then and then the fact that um, the Major Domo brings this story to Leto to amuse him. Because, of course, this, you know, the Major Domo is probably thinking, like, well, Leto understands there's no such horde. Yeah, of course. And that Paul is in a jar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's... So, like, knowing the reality of it, like, isn't that funny that the people think this, Leto? And Leto is instead disturbed by it. Um, I feel like that's a twofold thing as well, because I think yep. Leto's disturbed by it in that, like, this, almost like the ghost of his father is, like, still still judging his actions, you know, still against his decision to go down this golden path, even so many thousands of years removed that he's kind of haunted by this vision of his father that, um, you know, will never approve wholly of the decisions that he's made. Mm -hmm. Um, and also not just that Paul wouldn't be dead, but like this idea that, uh, you know, like Leto's golden path is so, it seems to be hinging on on the manner of his death so heavily too, um, Leto's death. That is, you know, this idea that uh, you would just never die is its own like weird kind of damnation. I think for Leto as well, and so yeah, uh, it kind of got me thinking of all those things. And I just thought it was really well written, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really well done. So I wanted to mention that first. No, I I agree on all counts. And it, it, it does make you think of, of, of what role, you know, the myth of Muad'Dib does play in society today. You know, like we sing in our theme song, one day they'll miss Muad'Dib. <laughs> um, has that happened? Are, are, are the days of uh, Muad'Dib's reign looked on as a, a better days? People can't remember even that far back. Um, so yeah. it's... it's, it's uh, it is very interesting to to kind of get a, a little tiny sneak peek into uh, what 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 has stuck around in um, in the the cultural uh, zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he almost feels like a you know like a folk hero or yeah. something. Yep, exactly, <laughs> they would sing yeah. songs about. So. All right, so this third chapter, the, the chapter itself. Um, Idaho is super pissed. Uh, he's storming to his quarters after having this conversation with Monio. Monio, um, I think kind of foolishly, tries to have this like really kind of personal important conversation with Monio or with uh with Duncan while he's surrounded by fish yeah. speaker guards Bad in idea. the mess hall. So right, it's like Monio knows that the Duncan is uh I, I mean I wouldn't say unhinged, but according to uh Leto and Monio's perception of how these things go, you know, he's kind of already on the 
the downslide, right? He's yes. deteriorating. Yep. And right, not only that, he he chooses to try and have this conversation in a very public place. And so Monio's like, hey, listen, like this whole thing with you and Hui, it's not working out. Okay? Leto is not having it. Uh and Duncan is very resistant. Um uh and he's like, you know, what what's the worst he's gonna do? Kill us, you know? And when he was like, all right, you know, I wash my hands of it, whatever, he leaves. Um, their conversation is uh, interesting. I like the responses that um, that Idaho has. Monio says, you know, oh, the uh, God Emperor sympathizes with you. Nuri is a woman of obvious attractions, but she is not for you. And Idaho says, the God Emperor has spoken he sneers, and there is no appeal. Um, so, of course, Duncan is still, like, very resentful of what he sees as, like, this absolute and unjust authority yeah. over, yeah. you know, all people, including himself. Mm-hmm. And um, this is kind of his own defiance and his own rebellion. Um, but at any rate... Uh... Duncan, after Monia leaves, Duncan leaves as well. And he kind of, he does start to fear for his life. He's not really sure what to do. And he goes back yeah, to he kind of his... looks around and sees all the fish speakers staring at him. And he's like, oh, fuck, what do they do? Yeah. Yeah, some of them, like, seem to be amused even. Yeah. Or, like, kind of understand or, you know, I, I don't know if you go so far as to say on his side. But, you know, interesting that the fish speakers themselves kind of have... um their own array of yeah. reactions. It's mm-hmm. not just uh, one, um, you know, complete thing that that they all think. So yeah, there is uh, subtle variation between uh, the different fish speaker. You know, based on on level of, um, I guess, defensiveness, they will jump to uh, in honor of their their god. Yeah. Uh, but, but Duncan does go back to his room and who, there's a surprise. Who should he find there? Scrooby dooby doo. <laughs> None other than Hui Nori. Yep. What a, um, what a shocker. What, what, yeah. what were your thoughts when, when that happened? I, I was damn surprised. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, you realize you're going to get uh, God Emperor Triple X. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, one thing I kind of was, I felt a little remiss about. It's something that I've been thinking about discussing, but just hadn't made the time for in our podcast. That is, um, is this idea that you know, Hui seems to be so pure, um, but that you know perhaps that really is just her facade. And that uh, there is like a sinister uh, other side to her. Um, this doesn't really seem to showcase any of that. You know, Hui is still very, um, you know, noble and, and honest. He even says at the end of this that she's like, oh, you know, the God Emperor is going to know. Because I'm going to tell him. Yep. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, 
So, like, she does have this... Her her bond with Leto does seem to be genuine. Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, and, and that's the same reason, you know, why she fucked Dunk Nido. <laughs> because, you know, she she was bred to be in the service of people like the Atreides. Or, um, and, and although she has a genuine connection and shares kind of the passion with Duncan, um, you know, that, that is just her, her role in life is to, to like help people in that, yeah. in, in, in like that way sometimes, um, you know, she mentions losing her virginity in a very yes. similar way, um, which is, which is, you know, very disturbing. Um, she was definitely used for, you know, sinister purposes, um, and yeah, well, well, maybe she is pure and, uh, you know, has speaks the truth or whatever. She's definitely got a kind of a a damaged psyche, you know, from from kind of being used and abused her entire life. Yeah, yeah, she has been created to be used. That much is yeah for certain. Um. And so, I mean, like, at least here it seems like she has some, you know, agency in this. Yeah. Because it, it's Duncan who's like, well, I think you should, you know, leave. Um, obviously, he wants to do this, too. But he's suddenly, like, very concerned for his own mortality. And he knows what the consequences of this uh, could be. Yeah. And so he, he, he does try to keep a rational head, but it's it's Hui who really pushes for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And and part of it kind of feels like it's kinda of like this feeling of like getting it out of your system too. You know, she's like, Well, if I'm gonna be married to a worm for the rest of my life, I could do this once, right? <laughs> you know, right? Lita will understand. Yeah. Um So at any rate, uh Yeah. That uh that they fuck. They fuck. Um, Duncan fucks. <laughs> Duncan fucks. Duncan fucks, man. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. I, I did. I did think this was a good chapter, and I, I really like the the ending of it because um, Duncan is like very. You know, he's the one who feels used now Mm -hmm. um and he's like i've been made to fear for my life now because of you because of leto um you know as like the glow kind of wears off at this moment he feels like you know he that he was i think um seduced by more than than just like a desire of sex it's like he he's been like lured farther into this this trap into this machine of uh you know of Leto's making whether yeah. or not you know Leto doesn't want this exactly but like it it's kind of all part of the same yeah system that that Duncan is bound to because of Leto and, so and we is like if there's a baby there's a baby yeah, the baby thing. Yes, that is the most interesting. Yeah, 
yeah, Duncan is suddenly like freaking out and right, and we we's just like let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but she assures him that his life will be saved, and so are her. So will hers because Lita wouldn't kill her. You know, Lita would do anything to protect her. Therefore, he will not have Duncan killed because killing Duncan would destroy her emotionally. Yes. So that's a rational uh, rationalization. Do you <laughs> do you think that that is the case? Truly, I do. I do think that um, based on uh, you know Leto and Monio's conversation later in the mm-hmm. in the book, I I, I don't think he's going. I don't get the sense Leto is going to have some sort of huge lash out. Um, I think maybe he will like fuck with Duncan a yeah. lot, you know, for for like for for the fun of it to get out of his system. But um. I mean, unless the worm comes out, if that's if the yeah. worm comes out with, with with Duncan around, then I could see it getting very bad and and him losing mm-hmm. control, and then and then him, but then even afterwards, maybe Lido being regretful. You know, I, th- I I could see that happening. I I think so. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. I think you're right that Lido himself is rational enough that that he would uh, not do that, but he could lose himself to the worm. So that I think still poses a, a threat. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if this was going to happen. You know, we kind of talked about this before too, like, Oh, are we going to get a chapter with Duncan trying to seduce? We, yeah, the other way around, get it the other way around. Right. (laughs) So that was a funny twist. Um, but yeah, but the but the baby thing, I think is huge. I'm I don't really think that they would put that in there unless. I mean, I I think Wee's going to be pregnant, and I think she's yeah. going to have Duncan's child. I mean, that's the same thing. And said I think about, that, uh, about Aaliyah's baby though too. That's when she had the vision of her kid of of a kid that it, it was implying was hers, but we'll see. That's a good point. Yeah, we, we just certainly can't, we cannot uh, predict these things with Herbert, but I mean it. It it seems like it's being set up. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, sure enough, it, it could not be that. So, but it's, even Leto mentions it though too. Leto mentions it um, when he's when he's talking to Moni, to Monio later as well. What does he say? I don't remember. Well, he tells he Monio. Mentions... He tells Monio that he intended Monio to breed with, with Hui, not Duncan. Well, he says that he intended Monio to breed with Hui, but he doesn't say Duncan by name. It's heavily applied. Well, okay, yes, yeah, I suppose that is, but. But Leto doesn't really have that conversation with Monio is all. Mm. Monio is like grateful. 
Monio's like super grateful that he doesn't have to talk with uh Leto about that. Monio's freaking out that he's going to be the one who has to talk with Leto about Duncan and Hui hooking up. And then that's not what the conversation is about. And I feel like it's kind of left up to your interpretation as to like how much does Leto really know at this point? Mm. Is you know, is he truly unsure? I get the feeling that he no, I get the feeling that he really he 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 really does know because he's you know he says I had intended we to mate with you, Monio, now it is too late. So I I I really do feel like he uh at this point he does know what has happened or is happening. I mean, that's uh that's a pretty good point. Um, so I, I agree with that. We'll see. Um, anything else? I don't know. Is there, is there anything in this third chapter you, you'd like to, uh, talk about that? Yeah, maybe we didn't I mean, get to? I mean, if, if we're getting like kind of janky, like, character moments like i don't really know if i i i feel connected to how like in love duncan and we are you know i think that's oh yeah thank you that that i mean it 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 feels like it was being set up but it does feel like forced and too soon way too soon yeah yeah like they've barely interacted right yeah, every time Leto and Duncan are talking, you know, Duncan's like, oh, I should get to know her more. Yeah. And, like, never, as far as we're aware, like, never does. No, no. Yeah, I I did also think that. So I, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, because I kind of, it didn't bother me the same way as the Siona thing. So I, I wasn't going to. This is way uh, worse for me. Necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh. I think you're right. The way that they talk to each other, you know, they're like, oh, you know, don't act like there isn't this unspoken thing between us, yeah. you know, and, and and never again will we meet in this manner. And right. Duncan's like heartbroken. And they say yeah. love too a lot. It's like it's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's intense. Yeah. Uh, Is it's, it all it's... just horniness or? <laughs> I mean, Herbert's horny, man, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, it's it's not earned. No. It's not there's not enough setup for this to feel like payoff. And so Herbert writes it the way that he wants to anyways, and you're right. It just doesn't feel earned because uh the things that would have been done needed to be done prior were not done. Yeah. And so it, it does kind of leave you scratching your head. Exactly. Because yeah. we uh we there's no real evidence to point to to go like, oh yeah, this is why the characters are acting this way. So it it is strange to read. I think the the development of you know the two of them having sex is interesting and mm-hmm. cool, and I it could almost have been written as more of like uh, this crime of passion almost, yeah. you know, yeah. um, as as just being like caught up in the moment, but you're right that it, it does seem like there's more to it than that in, in like an emotional kind of stake and 
we haven't really been given a window into that before. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of seems too like Hui is somebody who like has like some sort of um, amplified emotional power where she just like automatically knows that like Duncan is somebody who she like needs to have a connection with. Mm-hmm. And like Duncan is so thrown back by it because like he is like a normal human who like needs to build that. And so that's why he's kind of like so hesitant, uh, you know, first two, but she just like need like knows it needs to happen and, t- and wants to get it over with, I guess. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. while she can. So, but but yeah, it 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 does feel like it's 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 very uh happens very fast. But yeah, we'll see where yeah. it goes. I, I I don't think it'll happen again, like they like they say. But um, yeah, we'll see what Lido's response is, and if there is a a kid. Indeed. Okay, so the fourth chapter is. Uh, Monio being summoned to uh, Toledo. And it is about Duncan. But, and this is just going off of their, what Leto says. Um, uh, Leto says, I am told, or, or Monio says, this is what he knows. I am told, Lord, that uh, he, being Duncan, called out a levy of guards and questioned them about their origins. On what worlds were they born? What are their parentage, their childhood? Um, and so, according to Leto, Duncan is trying to get more information about how the people of the Empire live because his Atreides uh, training uh, gives him this idea that... Um, well, this is the line. The Atreides lived in the service of the people they governed. The measure of their government was found in the lives of the governed. Thus, the Duncans always want to know how the people live. Yep. So, Duncan is still, you know, digging, trying to figure out his own answers uh, for like, you know, his, his own, uh, personal mysteries. And it seems like also just like, you know, the, the general state of the empire and the galaxy itself. Um, but I, I think interestingly, a lot of this chapter kind of has to kind of focuses on Leto, um, like self loathing, um, because I'm going to read a couple more lines here, too, as, as Leto is talking about Duncan. Um, so the, the Duncans tend to believe that this universe is hostage to my will. This is Leto talking. And they know that you cannot do wrong in the name of right. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge thing that we've been talking about this whole book, that Leto is doing wrong in the name of right. And here's Leto saying that Duncan believes that this is impossible, of course. Um, and so, uh, Monio says, but Lord, you do no wrong. And Leto's response is, poor Monio, you cannot see that I have created a vehicle of injustice. So, the rest of this chapter, Monio is freaking out about the worm. He thinks the worm is going to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but 
I don't know. Um, I, I think it's interesting, like, for as as wise and intelligent as we know Mourinho to be, you know, it, that his fanaticism blinds him to the uh, darker realities of of Leto's governing. Um, and so that holds true here as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess there's still, like, this whole tension, this unresolved tension of Leto, like, recognizing, like, hey, I'm doing really shitty things, but, you know, in the in the name of these things that will ultimately be good, and, you know, Duncan is at odds with that, and it's like, I still don't really know how the book feels about this entirely. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what we're waiting for is is what the final assessment is, I guess, right? Um, yeah. But but here, and, you know, we've gotten this before in the book, too, but here we get, again, Leto is, um, seems to be confiding in Monio that he sympathizes with Duncan. That, like, he yeah. kind of agree. you know, he's like, you know, Leto is upset now. He's like, Mo, he's like, Monio, you poor fool. You can't see that, like, Duncan's right, you know? Right? Yeah. That's how I interpreted this as, you know, that, yeah, that Leto... I mean, it's... It's more of, you know, Leto just saying, like, you know, bad leaders do this and, you know, all all of this stuff is wrong and bad and should never happen. And then when he's questioned, uh, like, oh, but don't you do that? Or like, oh, you don't do that, though. He's just like, you, you're an idiot. Like, yeah, you know, right. He's, he's just like, shut up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's it's. It really is hard to wrap your head around, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, because Leto obviously, you know, he he knows very well that, uh, you know, Duncan is opposing him for all the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, right, and, that's it. And, and, and would he be Duncan if he didn't, you know, like... Leto probably wouldn't even like Duncan if, if, yeah. if, you know, Duncan had, you know, bent his knee, you know, for, for, uh, for, for Leto and kind of, uh, rolled over. So it's, it's a very interesting relationship. Uh, you know, one that Monio definitely does not, does not fully grasp, uh, nor does Duncan even fully grasp it. Uh, nor do I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, but, uh, yeah, and and then you know Leto's like ideology or or philosophy is is uh I don't know it's it's it must be very confusing for the people around him because because you know he goes on all these rants about about the terrible you know things all these rulers do and then it's it it could also just double as a list of things that he's done yeah and you know so it's. So so it's like yeah I mean how much does Monio know about the golden path right mm-hmm. um cuz this seems kind of obvious obvious info yeah um but uh yeah I don't know it's 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 just more of this um you know I think self-loathing is a good way to uh describe it it's you know Leto is like obsessing over this kind of thing um, yeah because I think he does, he does the the human part of him does feel bad about about it in a way, even even if he'll never really admit it. So I think you know maybe his therapy is just talking about it over and over again. That's like yeah. the way he gets through it. 
And then also Monio is definitely he definitely has like PTSD about like war like like the, you know the worm coming out. Yes. Like that is his obsession. And then I think he mentions too maybe in the next chapter but or this chapter but uh doesn't he mention that that during his testing period the worm came out and Siona yes. will have to Siona will have to deal with that. So I th- I think that is like why yeah. he is so nervous always about the worm coming out because of his past experience yeah i think that's a really good connection to make i think you're you're right yeah he says the worm always comes out you know yeah that the the test is always different depending on who is tested but the one thing that's always shared is the worm will come yeah yep which is also really interesting because we've just been assuming, like you said before, that it has to be spice agony, right? Exactly. We know now that's not the test, and yep. we'll talk about that yep. very shortly. Yes. Um. But but in terms of like uh, Monio's relationship with Lita, like I was alluding to before, these chapters made me think about that a lot. But I I think you just clarified a lot for me. Which is good because I, I don't need to keep talking for as long as I probably would have otherwise. But, um, you know, I've been thinking like Monio obviously believes in the Golden Path and has, has devoted his life to serving um, Leto. But then like it's always it's, it's very interesting that 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 servitude is coupled with like this intense uh fear and terror you know it's not just like this little thing like he's constantly in fear of his own life and when he's not in fear for his own life he's like falling asleep standing up you know because Mm -hmm. he just like gives his entire being to this yeah um and leto you know for what it's worth like does appreciate it and even vocalizes that to monio you know like um most of his praise is internal and he just thinks it to himself. But I mean, I, there are times where he, he doles things out to him. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I, you know, and I, I think that their dynamic and their relationship has been the, the best written, you know, out of the whole book. And yeah. so it kind of like chapters like this make me feel really bad. I really like Monio actually. I know. And like, I kind of want, I, part of me like wants this relationship where like Leto and Monio are like, you know, friends. Yeah. But like they're kind of always at odds with one another too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they. I think they kind of have to be. It's a. Uh, it, it, that's a necessity for for their relationship. They they can't ever just be friends. You know, it's right. They're, they're, it's it's always going to be. Uh, everyone. I mean that that's that's why he's why Leto is so lonely, right? Because everyone around yeah. him is, you know, serves him in in fear. Um. And and they say it's love, but it's really fear, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, your observation, I think, is really spot on. And and I think we've talked about this before too. I think Monio says it himself really early on too. You know that you know we we get this idea that Leto and the Worm are split, and so Monio like serves Leto and fears the Worm, right? Yeah. Like he kind of has to. Uh face his fear in servitude to Leto. Mm. Um, but it feels like the fear is getting to be so all consuming and so well-founded that, uh, 
Yeah, I guess it just makes me feel bad for Monio. Is is yeah. maybe where, yeah. where I'm landing. No, I mean, but. you know, by all accounts, you know, he's he's lived a tragic life. I mean, we we get a little bit of a uh, of of info about um Siona's mother too in the next chapter, right? Just a little tidbit of of you know he like Leto saying he you know loves Monio and loved her mom and yep um but you know be, before she died so it's just like it, it you know he has given his entire life to Leto and also has like lost everything his love uh, he he's ever loved yeah because of leto and and might even lose his daughter too so it's uh, uh true yeah it, it's it's tragic yeah the way leto says that line about siona's mother uh made me think that she may have died in childbirth yeah that's that's possible you know yep. that it like leto like you said says something like oh you know right even uh the the briefest lives or something like he still feels um yeah like a great great sorrow for and so it sounds like she wasn't around for very long, whatever happened. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's all a really good point. So I, I think that kind of ties up my feelings towards uh, Monio and Leto's relationship. Um, yeah, but the the worm does indeed come out and almost kills Monio. So, yes, yep, uh, yep, yep. And as Monio screams and retreats, Leto says, I'm testing Siona tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy because because Leto just kind of rolls off the cart and is just, yeah. just thrashing on the ground. Yeah, he doesn't even like say anything about it after, no. or it yeah. just happens, and it's like, oh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah, just a spasm. And I mean, that's another reason why I do think that he also knows about Hui and Duncan because they, you know, they were talking about them. As well as other things, and that kind of spurs it. So I, I that that's that's another point that makes me think that that he does know, yeah, what's going on. No, I think you're probably right. It it does. Uh, you got some good evidence in your court there, so probably right. Um. Okay. This is obviously this last chapter here is. Uh, Kind of a big one. It's a big there's, there's been a lot of build up to this. Yes, um, there has. Yeah, yeah. It's also late, and I know we don't want to be talking for too much longer, so we'll try and be brisk and cover yes. the points as best we can. But, uh, but at any rate, um, so Siona and Leto are out in the desert in the Sarir, and. Siona's been fitted with a still suit. Yeah. A real still suit. Throwback. Yep. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Retro. Yeah. So she has a real still suit, um, a uh, a robe, a cloak. What do you call it? I don't know. She has a thing, too. Yeah. She's got um, a, uh, a robe cloak. Yeah. <laughs> One of those cloak robes, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's, she's been outfitted very traditionally and, uh, they're out in the desert. Uh, Siona knows she's being tested, but does not know what the test is. Leto has not told her anything. 
Um, and so we get more of Siona being like kind of reluctant, kind of skeptical, kind of wary, but still agrees to everything that Leto says. You know, when Leto says, get on my back, there's a line where she's like hesitant, but you know, she does it. So it all, it's all fine. Doesn't matter. Anyways. So she's riding around on Leto's back. <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah, she's riding him like a worm. Yep. Um, these, but without the, two... uh, without the uh, the hooks. Yeah, no maker hooks. I mean, Leto's not nearly as big anyways, but uh, yeah. Um, but Leto does kind of like, he kind of wishes that there were hooks. So it was like a, tr- a more traditional experience. <laughs> he does say that. He was like... Yeah, like it's not like not like the old days with with the hooks, right? I know he's kind of cosplaying here too, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it is a, a pretty amusing sight to to think about, but um, I also thought it was really interesting. I mean, I I, I like this chapter, um. So, so, so Siona, old mortal enemy of Leto, Siona, is riding around on his back through the desert. And, um, I mean, we, we get a lot of details as this goes on. This is most of the chapter is them, uh, traversing, you know, going further and further away from the little citadel, the tower, deeper and deeper into the desert. Um... Siona is asking him questions, like what what he believes, what his faith is, um, and she, she's really just trying to get to the bottom of what Leto's motivations are. I think you know what how Siona fits into this plan, um, but in the end. Uh, eventually Siona is brought to this point in the desert where upon looking around, there's no more discernible landmarks. They're just out into the deep desert. Um, the tracks were blown away by the wind. Leto asked her if, if he was leaving any tracks, wanted to make sure. So there's no tracks, no, no way to tell where to go. And the test for Siona is finally revealed to us. Um, she needs to walk her way out of the desert and survive. Um, Leto's pretty generous in a way with his test because he says, um, you know, that the two of them will walk through the desert together. Um, and Leto even thinks to himself before, like, oh, I could, uh, she, she thinks I might, you know, leave her here or something. Um, which he thinks is good. Like, he's glad she has that concern. But that's not Leto's plan. He wants them to be together. And I just want to touch on, like, the end-end here. Uh, Siona... This, this made me think of 
Duncan and Leto's conversation from the last section too, where Duncan's like, can I just like go off to the frontier? And Leto's like, sure, you can do that. Because Siona's like, can I just, can I just go? Do we even need to be together? Can I leave you? Can, can we go in two different places? Can I just go? And Leto's like, sure, sure, you can just go. It's not a good idea, you know, like, it's, it's not, you're not really going to do that, but, like, you could, you know, and, um, I just think it's so, I think the most frustrating thing about Leto's ideology that really makes me question the plan and the golden path is, like, anytime a, a question like this is brought up, be it, like I just said, Duncan in the frontier or Siona in the desert, you know, or even when um, Duncan was like, wow, so you just don't have prisons, huh? What about your fucking prison planet? Yeah. And Leto's like, anywhere could be a prison. And it's like, no, you need to, <laughs> you, you need to fucking grapple with, like, the scrutiny here, you know? Yeah. You, you yeah. need, you need to engage with this criticism. Can Siona go into the desert by herself or not? Leto says yes, but the obvious implication is no. Just like Duncan can't really go to a fucking frontier and Leto really does have a prison planet. Like, yeah. yeah. So it feels like a lot of his grander points are kind of moot. And so, uh, I, I just, I couldn't help but shake that feeling again here where Siona's like, well, okay, I see your test here. Um, I'm just, I can go do what I want now, right? No, she can't, you know? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have much more to say to that other than it, it's, that seems to be a repeating pattern. I'm sure an intentional one. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. For sure. But it, it remains like very puzzling to me and frustrating yeah um you know she asks but i'm really free to leave you if i want and then he says freedom can be a very lonely estate right and uh she's like but i could just go down there and and he's like well i wouldn't do that if i were you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah Um, yeah i I do i think the final point he lands on though is an interesting one because he kind of says like Siona's asking if she has a choice, right? And where Leto really lands is, well, you're an Atreides. Like, that's kind of his answer. Yeah, yep, exactly. And it harkens back, of course, to Leto's own decision. And it kind of forces us to think about, like, did Leto have a choice in going forward with the Golden Path? Paul seemed to think so. And... I would agree with that, but I, I think, I think that for all of like Leto's considerations of alternatives and, and all of his, uh, you know, lamenting for the other times he could have lived, like with Sabia, like you said, um, I kind of feel like this is Leto saying that he never really had a choice in the first place, you know, that. Paul made these decisions before he was even born, whether, Leto wanted it or not and like so too does Siona have potential futures but because of her birthright um she's robbed of them she really only has one choice 
And I think like Leto's trying to teach her that. I think it's a shitty lesson and I I don't really believe that it's true, but I think that's what's happening here, I suppose, which is interesting. So yeah, I, I I think you are absolutely right. I think uh, the implication is that every Atreides is burdened with that terrible purpose. That, yes, that first right. fell onto Paul. Um, yeah, which, which, I don't know. It's it's it is kind of like there there there's there's the two choices though. It's 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 true. It's it's a uh, you know, Siona does have a choice. Leto did have a choice. It's choose not to do the thing that you don't want to do that you're destined to do, or like die or be tortured or, or something shitty is going to happen to you in, you know, in Paul's case, you know, you die young after nine years of like being spice poisoned and used for whatever purposes, uh, or in Leto's case, you don't do the thing. And then humanity is destroyed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Siona's case, we don't really know yet. Yeah, she doesn't do the thing, and then she, and she dies, or she does the thing, and whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that does bring true, um, but but yeah, no, I mean, uh, we we see what happens when when they reject it, and yeah, it's not a it's not an it is it is not an easy to, uh, you know it's not an easy choice I guess to be made it it, it would seem. Um. And yeah, Leto was definitely predisposed to making the choice that he made, um, more so than Paul was. Uh, not an excuse, and there, I, there, there definitely was the choice. You know, I think he, you know, he, he even in in Children of Dune does does mention that it's not certain. You know, it took a while for him to find the golden path, and it was never a it what you know wasn't a given until a certain point. So. True. Um, I do. Yeah, think that's the, what, he's, that, what, what he's setting up Siona to, 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 to be or to realize. That's true. Yeah, because of course the big difference is Paul and Leto had prescience, whereas Siona does not. She exactly. kind of has like the innate Atreides. Uh, I think Leto kind of like thinks that uh, she she has kind of like an instinct. Yeah. For it, right? Like she like. Yep. Realizes certain things without realizing it. Um, But yeah, there is this line in this chapter. uh, Leto says, you have felt your past. Now you must be sensitized to your future, to the golden path. I don't believe in your golden path. If you are to live, you will believe in it. Says Leto. Yep. Um... So yeah, I don't. I actually, her response is really good too, though. Is that your test? Have faith in the great god Leto or die? Mm-hmm. Which, of course, like that's kind of how we mortal podcasters, I think, are. I mean, I, I can really only speak for myself, but I, I think that's where I keep, you know, landing too. And I, yeah. I like that the characters um, recognize the, you know, the power dynamic in these ultimatums 
you know, in, in these like quote unquote choices that Leto yeah. keeps giving people. Yeah. Cause like yeah. you're saying, right. You know, the, it's, it's the, the unspeakable alternatives that make it a non-choice. Exactly. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that you are right. And, uh, I wasn't I wasn't thinking that, but it was a really really good uh, connection to go back to Paul's terrible purpose, mm-hmm. um, because I, I think that is exactly like the repeating thing that we see in the Atreides. You're right, and so yeah, to be to be sensitized to the golden path, as Leto says, will be to be sensitized to Siona's own terrible purpose, and yep. so all the uh, all the alternatives that she thinks about, all the different choices she could make will kind of fade away. She'll just have the one choice that she feels compelled to make. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see um, how much clearer things get if and when she does um, ingest spice. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. I hope, which I, I hope happens. Yeah. I, I, I think she will. I kind of even thought, the food that she's eating, it says that it's uh, seasoned with There's spice a little bit of in a traditional. Yeah, I almost thought it would be like a uh, trick. Like she, yeah. would, you know, Lido was like, "You must be hungry," you know. Mm-hmm. Monio <laughs> packed you some food, and I thought it was gonna be like fucking overloaded with spice. Yeah, right. You know? yeah. yeah, that yeah. she would be tricked into a fucking drug trance, but uh, not so. I mean, maybe it'll be the case that if she passes the test, then she'll be ready for the spice. Maybe that's the idea. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, there is, it, it kind of really does end on this idea. There's even more lines where, um, uh, well, I'll just read this last passage too, because I think it sums up what we were saying too. So, um, uh, So Siona says, agreement bought with threats is no agreement. I offer you no violence, says Leto. There are many kinds of violence, says Siona. And I brought you out here where you may die. Did I have a choice in it? Says Siona. Mm-hmm. And then Leto finishes, it is difficult to be born in Atreides. Believe me, I know. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, it, you're right. We, we kind of are kind of left with this this feeling that um, you know it's Siona who still has so much more to to learn and, yeah. and to discover about her burden of being an Atreides. Yep. And us what do you too. Think? Yeah, 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 right. And us too. Um, so we are just kind of getting into the beginnings of this test. It seems like we're kind of ending on the setup to the test itself. Yep. What, what do you think about where we are at and like, what seems to be the test for Siona? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, it's going to be more than meets the eye. I don't think it's going to be just getting out of the desert safely. Um, I think Lido's going to push, push her to her, you know, physical and mental limits without pushing her, you know, He's gonna continue, you know, continue to uh, say stuff like, "Oh, well, I'm, I'm not doing this to you. It's, it's, it's the elements, <laughs> you know. I, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm right there with you. I've been there with you, you know. Um, and th- that's gonna push her to a breaking point, and there's gonna be some sort of 
realization or some 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 sort of come to uh come to jesus moment right uh, with siona here um which will be very interesting um but yeah i don't know i, I don't know exactly what's going to happen but uh I think I think Lido's got some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting too. It seems some of it, like it seems to be important that um, that Siona is connected to like her Fremen roots yes. as well. Yep. You know that uh, she has the still suit. She has the traditional food. She's riding the worm. She's in the desert. She's. Um, because I think Leto kind of mentions like that she, as they go through this experience, that she's like becoming increasingly connected to, uh, or you know her, uh, like her ancestral memories. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and this was kind of brought up before too when Leto was talking to the Reverend Mothers all those chapters ago. You know that that there are these memories carried in our genes. Um, yeah. And I think that's going to be a part of like this awakening for Siona. Like she might discover that um, the society that Leto's created is like so disconnected from what the natural state of Arrakis was that um, you know maybe that will open, maybe that will kind of set her on a course to feel like you know it's her responsibility as an Atreides or something to restore that that like natural order to yeah. Arrakis. Yeah. Which, uh, would definitely fall in line with her being Leto's successor. You know, that's yeah. kind of the, uh, that's kind of the, the, the stretch goal there to get Just, yeah, Arrakis the... <laughs> back to, to, to be, being the desert planet of the front. Yep. Um, their Patreon's doing pretty well, actually. I, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it is. Um, They've almost know, when, reached their stretch goal. When, when Lido orders people to donate, they uh, tend to listen. Oh, they do. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to mention about this chapter, about any of the other chapters, about what you think might happen, anything? I don't think so. I just... Uh... I I want to see, like I was saying, I want to see Siona reach her breaking point and become the badass we know she can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Duncan to lose his mind and uh, fuck shit up. Um, and I want, yeah, I don't know. I want some sort of reckoning with Monio. I'd like Monio to go off on Lido at some point. Yeah. I'd like him just to, yeah, lose his shit. I want everyone to lose their shit. <laughs> yeah. Too, people have been having uh, just conversations in rooms together for too long. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I want some, 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 some more, uh, some, some, some drama, less, uh, less subtle tension. I, I want to mention just one quick thing something that i i realized we didn't talk about last episode that i wanted to bring up so i just want to bring it up very yeah. briefly here um leto comes to this realization he's like oh who could have organized 
the Tleilaxu to attack the embassy? You know, who who could have been planning all these things all along? Who's manipulating this from the shadows? He deduces that it must be Malky. Oh, yes, 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 he does. So we kind of get this idea that Hui's Uncle Malky is kind of still operating in the shadows in this... Uh, in this like far off pocket of space that the Tleilaxu kind of think that I, I forget why they think this, but that Leto might not be able to observe it with his prescient abilities. Yeah, yep. Um, and so Malky seems to be behind these assassination attempts. Um, and, you know, presumably like we discussed too, is, is also part of the plan with Wienery. Yep. Whether or not, you know, so, um, so it wasn't brought up here, but obviously the deeper we read into it, it, I, it, that will circle back around. Yep. So I, I just want to remind us and the listeners, we, we didn't talk about that last time, the last section it was mentioned in. So I want to bring it up here very quickly that, um, that, you know, that's kind of the other faction or the thing still at play too. Yeah, um, I I would love Malky to come and uh, be, be become a a player in the game here. Seems like a very interesting guy. Indeed. So yeah, uh, that's that. I say we uh, we did pretty good. I'm sure there's more to discuss in this last chapter. We we did a lot of the front loading, and then like the big interesting chapter, we kind of had to rush through. But I, yeah. I think we did pretty good overall. Oh, yeah. I'm happy with. Yeah, what this we is this is maybe our longest episode. Well, no, it's not, but it's it's close. Still close, yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's time to bid you all a dune. Ooh, nice one. Have like you been one. waiting to use that, or I just thought did it just it. come just, to, just really wow. No, uh, love it. <laughs> You can email us at dunedudespod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at dunedudespod. Connor is in charge of the account, so all those tweets are uh, from him, just FYI. Yep. Um, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at TV. And until next time. I, you know, I think I'm kind of getting into Sam Adams after all. Okay. Well, there we go. You're getting into it. <laughs>